Justin. I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. What's up, Maurice? How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Doing good this week. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? Not much. Not much at all. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Not much for all of us, right? It's like <laughs> yeah. Trapped in the house. <laughs> Trapped in the closet. No, my week was my week was good. Um, we had a like a catch up with my line brothers, my fraternity brothers from college. Oh. So we did that on the other day, and it was good, like to catch up with them because I think um, we had talked about previously how we were just so young, like when we crossed, when we pledged, and so um, you know we were like late teens, early twenties, and then you know just to see how we like progressed and like grew and became, you know, men, young adults. And they're all like married and like got kids. The kids are like running around in the background and stuff. So it was good to catch up with them because um we really haven't uh, caught up, you know, right. as like an entire group. Um, so that was good to like, you know, see where everyone's life is at now and like what they've been up to and, you know, just the things that have been going on and, you know, just to, it's crazy to look back like when, we were such, you know, so young and like so just, um, we were like kids back then. And then now we're like grown adults. Full grown. Oh, yeah. Full so that's, uh, so that was good. And then um, my friend Camille, she had a, uh, a Zoom birthday party for her boyfriend. Oh. So we did that and it was cool. It was good. Fun. Yeah. Nothing will compare to her um, Cinco parties. Yeah, she has really good um, Cinco de Mayo parties and um, really any party, any gathering. She loves yeah. to decorate and like cater and do all the decor and stuff. So yeah, yeah, really right. good. yeah. good. What yeah. you been up to? Um, Nothing. Literally just been stuck up in this house. Um, finding with the coat, so working out a lot. You know, I'm not gaining a quarantine 15. People are talking about, you know, gaining 15 pounds from the quarantine. Mm-hmm. It will not happen here. I'm doing the best to keep the summer body ready, even if summer don't come. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a head start for 2021. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I've been cooking a lot. I cook, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. It's excessive. That's a lot. It is. But it brings me joy. And it's gonna bring you 15 pounds too. You know, I've been eating very clean though. Okay. Very, very clean. Okay. Lots of salmon and chicken breast and brown rice. No pork though. No, I have some pork on, on, on Easter. <laughs> the I'm pork plants are closing though. Did you see that? No. Yeah, they said that there's gonna be a um there might be a shortage of of ham. Oh no. And pork products, yeah. Bacon? No bacon. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> Yeah, Smithfield, Smithfield closed down. Are they the one in South Dakota? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I did hear that. Yes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so I am a black person that eats pork. Sorry, <laughs> let y'all know. I ain't got no problem with it. If you do, keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty much it. You know, just trying to keep staying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the new normal for now. For now. It's temporary. It'll pass. I just like to know when, but well, no, I don't think we're gonna get a clear 
you know, let me pull out my crystal ball and, and tell you when. But I think, um, you know, it's the new normal. I think that people are itching to get back to the normal that they knew before. And I just don't think that is a good idea to like just want to rush back to, you know, the way things work. I think a lot of things are going to change. Oh, absolutely. From this. Yeah. Some so. things will never be the same. I think this will forever change us. Um, mm. And, you know, speaking of crystal ball, like you said, I really do want to call my psychic Madonna <laughs> and just see what she has to say about this. You know, she's yeah. led me astray a few times, but at this point, I'm desperate. But I don't know. I think that, you know, this is like teaching a lot of people to like focus on the things that really matter. You know, it stripped us of a lot. And it's kind of like I'm beginning to enjoy it. Okay. What? <laughs> every day you sound like you're at the abyss. Not every day, just on certain days. And usually on the days I'm at the abyss, I text you like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Which is like three times a week. Okay, that's reasonable. That's not bad. That's less than 50%. That's a lot. It's less than 50%. Understand, lot, I'm yeah. Aries. This is hard for me. You are in heaven as a cancer. You were just getting your whole entire life. Well, yes, and yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm at peace with, I don't have to be out, I don't have to be about, and you know, you can just kind of just be in, do your own thing. I can do that for yourself. like a few days, but it's hard. Well, I don't get my energy from being around other people and things like that, and my inspiration, mm -hmm. and my, you know, drive. And so it's hard. I'm a people person, a little bit. We have to adapt. And I think that's what a lot of people are struggling with. Right. Yeah. And once you so. stop fighting it, because that's half the battle, like, just stop. It is what it is. Except, yeah. And that's where it becomes less structured. Mm -hmm. Let's hop to the next segment of the show. It's what you're drinking wild card. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Do you still have liquor? Yes, we have a lot. Okay. Like, Did you make a, a lot, lot? A lot. No, um, because when we moved into the house, everyone kept like buying us wine and giving us like bottles of alcohol. So we had a stash. Nice. Anyway, and then um, when the liquor stores closed, I mean, we weren't really affected because we had like everything. <laughs> down right. there. So. Like the wine fridge is stocked. We have like shelves and like cabinets full of alcohol. Okay, cabinets. Yeah. So what are you drinking tonight? Tonight I'm actually drinking a Not Your Father's Root Beer, which is like the... Cute. It's like the spiked um, root beer. It has like 6% alcohol. So like a little bit more than a regular beer. But it, it tastes just like a root beer. And I love root beer growing up, like A&W, Bark, oh. um, root beer. And so if you don't have this, because they stopped making them for like, I want to say like three years. But they, um, I think they were like changing the label and they were changing like some other stuff. But um, but it's really good. And it has, it's like one of those drinks that like creeps up on you. Right. But, um, like the white claws. <laughs> <laughs> okay, white Okay, Karen. But I'm gonna get white girl wasted. Yeah. I do enjoy the white claw though. I've never had them and I never will try them. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm good on I'm good on that. But yeah, it's good. Like so if you don't have if you can't find these, 
then you can just put um like vanilla vodka in a regular root beer right yeah and it's really good oh fine. yeah what do you got this week i'm having champagne but i just added my favorite liqueur to it it's just from saint germain okay. um, this is good in any drink it's just my favorite everyone knows i always have a bottle on hand i can literally just drink it straight up yeah don't do that but this was some champagne in my bubbles is lovely I'm, i felt the need to be festive tonight and celebrate celebrate what i don't know but damn it monday's over there you go so it's going to be a different kind of show for us tonight there's nothing really popping off <laughs> in, the, in the news in the pop culture um <laughs> like nothing going on in the world. So we're basically going to do uh, a show that we've done in the past, uh, a segment we've done in the past, I should say, and we're just going to ask each other random questions. Okay. Justin's questions usually are, they have a theme. Usually. This time they don't. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God, because they'd be a mess. But, um, so we haven't seen each other's questions. We don't know what the person, the other person is gonna ask and we're just gonna give like extemporaneous answers. Yes. Who's going first? Oh, uh, I don't know. We should, we should have had a coin to like flip or something. Wanna rock, paper, scissor it? Okay. Okay. Now do you go on, how do you do rock, paper, scissors? Rock, paper, scissors, then shoot. Okay. So three hits. Okay. Ready? You ready? Go. Paper, scissor, shoot. What is that? Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. You go first. So I go first? Okay. Yeah. Oh. So my first question is What food item evokes your fondest childhood memory? Okay, food item. Mm -hmm. It's actually gonna be a candy. Okay. Does that count? That's fine. Okay, my grandmother used to keep, like I think most people's grandmothers used to keep candy in their house, but she used to have little butterscotches. Ew. Oh, I love butterscotch. You don't love butterscotch? And like the yellow? It was like, like hers was clear. I don't know if they were cheap, because she didn't have a fancy <laughs> one. But she used to have this candy dish. Uh-huh all butterscotches and when i would mm -hmm. go in her house i would like grab a whole bunch of the butterscotch and just eat it it just gets stuck to the roof of my like mouth and my teeth mm -hmm. i'm sure i got countless cavities from that yeah but it just i don't know me and my grandmother have a really close tight relationship mm -hmm. it, just it reminds me so much of just being a kid getting what i wanted like no matter what my mom would always like he can't have any more my grandmother would always sneak me some yeah that's what grandparents <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, memory. She seemed to always just have those butterscotch candies, no matter what. Like and no peppermints. Like, no, she wasn't a peppermint girl. She wasn't the grandmother that had the strawberry candies. Yeah. Those are nasty. Those are good. But um, the strawberries. Yeah, the strawberry ones are good with the like the filling. No. On the inside. Yeah. Our thing was butterscotch. Okay. And, you know, I do believe that that led me on to like butterscotch crimpets. 
Ooh, mm. If you don't know what a crimpet is, it is a Philadelphia delicacy. It's mm. a confectionery dessert. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever are. I've never actually had one, but they are kind of nasty. You never, wait, time out. Uh-huh. You never had a tasty cake, Mm-mm. butterscotch crimpet. No, I've never had one. But she said they're nasty. They look nasty. Oh, no, no, they're delicious. You should actually have mm. them. Uh, no, thanks. Because we <laughs> grew up on uh, Debbie cakes down south, like little Debbies. And so like zebra cakes, the little fudge rounds, the oatmeal pies, those are good. But when I got up here, you can't find little Debbie like anywhere. Because little Debbie ass. It's all about tasty cake, baby. Not up here, but like the one tasty cake I did have, I forget what it was, but I just couldn't eat it. It wasn't good to me. They're so tasty. Ooh, no thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no thanks. I think so. My um, food item that evokes the fondest childhood memory is like so. My dad used to love this um, this syrup. It's called cane patch syrup, and it used to come in like a metal like can, like about this big, about this round, and um, it was like one of those southern things that he just loved. And so I remember when we used to live in. Nebraska, my grandma would like ship it to uh, to him, Aww. and we would have it like it's like this really thick, um, kind of like almost molassesy kind of like flavor, but it's so good. You could put it on like pancakes, waffles, biscuits, like anything. It's like so good. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, it's funny when you were talking about that. Like he would send it to you. A close second for me would be funnel cake. So I grew up in like the Atlantic City, New Jersey area. Mm-hmm. And summertime to me just meant funnel cake. Okay. And it just reminded me of the beach, summertime. That's a close, close second because I love summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it would not be a proper beach day unless like every time we were leaving the beach, we'd go get a funnel cake. So much so okay. that I order the funnel cake mix. And I remember being a kid and we put the oil in the pan. Yeah, yeah. And make the funnel cake and put the powdered sugar like, on top. Yeah. It'd be like December, we'd be in there making funnel cakes. Oh, wow. <laughs> What fill, What flavor do you put on top? What filling? Oh, just no filling, no flavor, no filling? just strawberries, no chocolate. Oh, milk. I need cherry. Yeah, powdered sugar. No, I need some cherry on mine. Nah, plain. Nah, mm. that's an unadulterated funnel cake, plain. Mm. All right. Okay. So my question for you is, if you could have any other career, what would it be? Um... I want to be a travel blogger. (laughs) (laughs) Like on Instagram? Yeah, on YouTube. (laughs) Even Instagram, but I think... um, Well, honey, they're unemployed right now. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So I would probably, like, it looks amazing. I think I was telling you about that show that we started watching. Oral Ereshka, which means heads or tails, and that's when they flip the coin. Uh huh. Um, but they get to go to like all these amazing places, and I know it seems amazing when you watch it and it's edited to make it look, you know, so fancy. But just because I love to travel, and I think that being able to do that would be would be cool. You get to see like so much and like get exposed to so much, and I think that really appeals to me. So I think I would do that. Awesome. But don't you worry that like when you make something that you love to do or something that's your hobby, right? Yeah. Profession that like you would resent it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I 
I, that Which is comes a, like one of those things that's so beyond cool. Yeah, like that's a it is a concern because you're like, okay, like when it becomes your job, and it's like, okay, I gotta go here, I gotta go there, I gotta do this. And I know there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that they have to do, but I don't know. I think it'd still be cool. Okay. Yeah. If you're like a proper one, not like the broke Instagram ones, where yeah. they're sleeping like five to a room. <laughs> at three but some of them make, and some of them make money. Like I watch Nate and Kara. Um, I don't know. They're like this, they're like the straight couple that lives in Tennessee, and they like travel. Mm-hmm. It's like a hundred countries. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that if I could have any other profession, I would be like an executive chef, and I would have my own restaurants. Be a okay. restaurant, like actually be the chef though, not a restaurateur, but the chef. But for me, like growing up in South Jersey, like the extent of restaurants that I knew as a kid was like TGI Fridays, Chili, Applebee's. Applebee's. <laughs> you know, they just had a line cook. <laughs> I didn't know that that was like an actual job where you could make a lot of money. But I think that for me, you know, talking even earlier, like I've been cooking three times a day. I know for a lot of people that's just stressful and it sounds crazy, but it's like, I love it because I can kind of just then and, you know, focus out the rest of the world and focus on the one thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me happy to like plate food and see other people make my food and share my love with them. Um, I, just, you know, it wasn't until I went to college in Philly and I kind of got exposed to all these different cultures, all these different mm-hmm. restaurants, different styles of dining. And it's not that like I'm elitist because I'll eat food from a truck or a cart and I'll, you know, eat at the best restaurants in the city. Mm-hmm. But um, I just love and have such a passion for food. I just growing up didn't know that that was a viable career option so i know that if i had to do all over again it would definitely be mm-hmm. my career or i would actually do like join it with yours and do like some anthony bourdain type shit how about that yeah yeah <laughs> do something like that yeah without the drugs because he was oh he was on drugs uh oops my bad mm-hmm. I, just he was <laughs> huh? I thought he was sad because he was traveling all the time uh, dog. No, uh, okay. <laughs> um, I'll have to get into his Wikipedia page later. Yeah. So my next question is... Which one's my What song best describes your current romantic situation? Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Woo! Um... I'm having a hard time thinking of songs. I feel so on the spot. <laughs> so it comes it, to your mind. what? The first thing that comes to your mind. It's gonna sound so crazy. Okay, but I'm gonna say it. It's my all by Mariah Carey, which you know hmm. is my favorite Mariah Carey ballad. And at this point, it's like you know, you're talking to someone you met then. Um, like I said, I met someone like, you know, in the beginning of March and we've been talking and it's like, there's only so much text messaging and FaceTiming one can do. And it's like, I really do want to go see him. And I feel like, but I'm not trying to catch Jerona, but at this right. point, it's like, I feel like I'd give my all. I'd risk my life to have uh, my with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just want to travel out here, potentially catch Jerona, just to you know, have one more Somebody night. you just met? Oh. I don't know. Because I really like this person. 
if the Rona wasn't happening, it'd be going great. So right now, just to say, and I'm being, you know, I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic. Stop laughing at me. I'm sorry. But I feel like I would, I would give my all. For somebody you just met. I mean, we, okay. We met like six weeks ago. You know how I am. You know I fall in love like that. <laughs> okay, girl. It's your song. And also, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe like separated. No, I can't think of a song right now. My head's blank. Okay, that's fine. That's a that's a good choice because <laughs> <laughs> it's very appropriate, but a little much at the same time. When am I never not much? That's true. Mine is like another Mariah Carey song. It's um, it's called uh, "To Be Around You." And it's from one of her earlier CDs. Okay. And it's got like this 90s beat. <laughs> but it was this line in the song where we, uh, so we had this thing where um, we kind of talked about, my Alexa keeps going off, sorry. But um, it's like uh, talking about like the smile, like every time you smile, it captivates mm-hmm. my mind and sends me to the sky. And we have this thing where, like, every time, it's like, if we haven't seen each other, because he works, um, he's on call sometimes, he's away, or, like, traveling, different things. And so it's like, whenever you see, like, the, their smile for the first time that day, or the, since the last time you saw it. It's, oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Yeah, that's Aww. our thing. Can you think of a better Mariah Carey song to explain my situation? Ah. <laughs> uh... Again, no, I think it's, it's I think, still very new. It's still very new. I do want to be clear. I think that's a good one. Um, you can't have it. You want it even more. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good one. That's okay. a good one. All right. So, my question to you is someone uh-huh. else you love and stand. If you could have any patronage, like Meghan Markle. Okay. You staff. I guess. <laughs> no, she still has the phone. Oh, she still has them? Uh-huh. Okay, good to know. Yeah. If you could have any patronage, what would it be and why? Um, so a patronage uh, is like a charitable organization that they, um, the royal family, they usually, um, when they become their patron, it's like they support it. They become like the face of that organization and it gives them like so much more exposure and um, gives the organization so much more exposure and like donations and can really take them to a different um, level mm-hmm. of status. And so um, Megan's patronages are like a university because she's really about education, especially for women and young girls. Um, Mayhew, which is like an animal rescue society. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forget the other ones, but... <laughs> Mine would probably be there's it's like a just a success one. Yeah, SmartWorks, which is the the one where um, it's about helping women who have been out of work get, get back to the workforce, and so they're like providing clothes for them to go on interviews. And the fourth one is the um, Royal Theater because she's an actress. Right. Yeah. So they came. They came back. Um, so mine. 
would be there's an organization called Linda Paul, which is an organization I didn't know about until I, I needed them. And so when a few years ago, my dog got attacked by a pit bull mm. and he needed to have like massive amounts of surgery. And so when you're at the um, like the vet emergency and they come out and they talk to you or whatever, and then they're like, and it's gonna cost this much <laughs> after they run down like the list of things that are wrong and what, um, uh, Stanley needed and like surgery and all you know all this stuff right. and you're like sitting in the, in the waiting room and you're like what how much and it's super expensive and so uh, I was like oh, well what can y'all do for what I got in my bank account <laughs> and she was like well you know I wouldn't recommend you know he needs all of this stuff on the list and I'm like well girl I ain't got that so right. what other options we got and she was like, uh, okay, well, I'll be right back. And so some time passes, she comes back and she goes, um, we're going to cover all the costs of the surgeries for you. And I was like, what? Okay. And <laughs> she's like, there's an organization called Linda Paul and they help people out in situations like this. And they, um, they raise money, they have these events and, you know, it's whenever there's like an emergent situation, and like the animal probably won't make it if right. they don't get um, all these services. So they helped me out in a really big way and they picked Stanley up real good. <laughs> and he is, you know, he's good. He's back to normal. He's old man now. This is a long time ago. Like, yeah, it was a while. I remember that happened. Was, I was so like, oh. uh, Yeah, he was in really, really bad shape. And he had that cast. Remember the cast? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it was, it was really. Little baby, he's yeah, a survivor though. He is, cause he had like broken ribs, punctured lung, like his arm, his leg was like completely broken in several places, and it was like a mess. But um, yeah. so yeah, mine would be Linda Paul because, you know, they really help out, and you know, people love their pets. They're part of the family, and you know, if they weren't there in that situation, then. And we wouldn't be here. So that was awesome. mine. I would give back to them. Cool. So when I go on Celebrity Jeopardy <laughs> and they say, what is your organization that you're raising money for? That's going to be my organization. Okay. Yeah. You got to become a celebrity first. I'm getting there. I'm, okay. Yes. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. What about you? Um, I think that my patronage or patronage, I don't know which way I'm saying it. Patronage is the American. Huh? Patronage is the American way. Okay. Patronage is the British way. Okay. So the patronage that I would have is an organization called ABC Food Tours. Um, okay. Right now they're based out of New York City. And what they do is they expose kids to new experiences and teach them about food. So I think that, again, going to my earlier answer to my own question to you, you are someone who became a food lover later in life. Um, I think that it's nice for young kids, inner city kids, to mm -hmm. have access to, you know, being fed through this school program, also being educated. And these, like, it takes school-age children to different restaurants throughout the city. Okay. It exposes them culturally to different foods. And I think that's mm -hmm. a really interesting way to travel. I know for me, at a point when I was in college, I couldn't afford to travel the way I wanted, so I traveled through food. I thought like that's Taco all Bell. 
Then KFC. You would never know me to eat that little taco bell. Now, KFC, I will do a $5 uh, fill-up box. Fill up. You never see me yeah. eat that little damn taco bell. <laughs> but, Run for the border, bitch. I mean, like, but you can experience culture in other countries through food. Yeah, and this, definitely. And this organization in particular um, takes kids to fine dining. It teaches them about, like, the food industry. It teaches them how to cook. It teaches them about how food is grown. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really really important because especially in our society we've gotten further removed from our food and learning about how it's grown how it's cultivated how to cook it learning cooking techniques and exposure mm-hmm. to different kinds of food and i think that that exposure at a really early age can open you up to a whole new world i think that if i was a kid with the opportunity to participate in a program like this mm-hmm. i would have had a totally different career path um okay so i think that it's a really cool organization and um, this organization that i've donated to and you know, would encourage others to. And I think that if I, you know, was at the level to have a patronage, darling, that would be something that I would um, definitely support. Okay. Sounds good. My next question. What TV show has a friend group that is most unlike your own? Almost unlike. Unlike. Hmm. I'm going to say Insecure. Um, Did you watch it? I didn't, because I'm over it. You didn't? You know what? Did you watch it? I watched it. Okay. I was planning to not watch it, but they put it on YouTube for free. They did? Yes. Full episode. Okay. It's on HBO's um, YouTube channel. Okay. I didn't know HBO had a YouTube channel. That's like a non sequitur to me. Right. Yeah. Um, but I would say insecure because one is just interesting to me. I feel like one, I'm a black millennial. I feel like I should identify with this group, but mm-hmm. I personally more identify with the women of sex in the city. So like I identify with 50 okay. year old white women who were living in the early or late nineties, early two thousands, more mm-hmm. so than I identify with black women my age who are living in Los Angeles. Living in the now. In the now, right? That's <laughs> right. crazy. Uh-huh. But I just think that, um, and maybe this is weird, but like in my friend group, in all, in all these situations, I always view myself as the lead. <laughs> like, <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, I'm going to be the Carrie Bradshaw. I'm going to be the Issa. I'm going to be the Khadija. I'm going to be the lead friend. But I'm you're so general. not. Okay, well, okay. Right, and I cannot, I do not identify with Issa at all. And me and Issa have had like similar. Why? Both of y'all life a mess. Huh? <laughs> so both life was a mess. Yeah. At one point, at one point it was. <laughs> you but, um, would probably connect with this new episode. Really? Yeah. Huh. I know, I just feel like the show. I really, I really didn't jive with the show too much because I feel like the, the show. For it to be a show that happens in the now, it really is this mm-hmm. queer element to me. Her brother's gay. Like, huh? Her brother's gay. Yeah, but it was like, that, it was too, like, we need a more main character that's gay. Or, and, and also how they handle in the first season, the one guy being maybe like bisexual, he was just experimenting. But I also don't see how, oh, yeah. how these four women come together. Like, I feel like Tiffany and, who's the funny big girl? Kelly. Kelly, I feel like they're friends. More so, and Molly yeah, they are. Her friends. They are correct. But I don't see how the four women have a friendship together. 
But on Sex in the City, you keep saying that Miranda and Carrie, Carrie are friends, friends, but the other two aren't really integrated. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I think my friendships are and can be. But I feel like, they, to me, the difference with Sex in the City is that they work as a foursome. These four women don't work as a foursome to me. I don't get the friendship dynamic. I don't get how they're all together. I don't really see how they're there for one another. I totally get Issa and Molly, but I'm talking about the friend group being the four women. Mm -hmm. I don't personally, it doesn't resonate with me and my friends. Um, it doesn't seem like there's that much of a give and take. It doesn't seem like they kind of do support one another as much. And I, I, I just feel like that's the least like my friend group. Because I mean, at this point, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, they're hitting on tropes. This has been done since Golden Girls, Living Single, Girlfriends, over and over and over. Mm -hmm. But again, I see, I get the four women and girlfriends and how they work. I just don't see the, the four women never work together for me for Insecure. Well, I think even on, like, like you said, yeah, it's been done before because it, and they all kind of have like the same, the same roles. Um, One's the career driven, one's the hoe, one's the like spaced out right. <laughs> kind of a loop one. One's the bomb or one, you know, one's like the more maternal figure. Um, but I, but there's a success in that and it, it works because we're getting the same iterations of, of the same group. Yeah. Even on um, Noah's Ark was pretty much the same. And that was, was... It was absolutely the same. I think that these tropes work. I would uh -huh. also say with this caveat that maybe I'm being more critical of Insecure because it is happening in the now. Right. And there's certain steps of nostalgia that I place mm -hmm. in these other shows. Right. So I'm, also, I'm also cognizant of that fact as well. Okay. Okay. That episode was cute. I don't feel the same way about the insecure girls as I do about my living single ladies. Well, we'll give it a few years and maybe you might feel it's different. Maybe. The episode was I also lost respect for Issa when she fucked that man on that Ferris wheel. Well, don't act like you ain't done. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing similar. But the episode was cute. It starts off with like, are you going to watch it? I'll watch it. If you, say, okay. if, you want, if you say I should watch it, I'll watch it. Okay, then we'll talk about it next week. But it starts off a little in a little confusing way, but because it's like a cold open and you don't really know where it left off uh -huh. or where it start where it's starting from, I should say. Okay. And then they do. There's like a time jump. So then the time jump is going to explain how they got got there. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What say you? Oh, oh, um, so I don't have like friend groups. Like, I, <laughs> you know, like my friendships are all individual. And so we never, I never hang out in, with my friends in like a group unless it's like, you know, those parties I would have once, twice a year, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'd have one in the spring and one in the fall. And that's usually the only time like right. all the friends would be together. So it's pretty much the same. Like, None of them. <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog. Hey, Lola. Hey, Lola. Um, but yeah, I would say all of them are unlike my friends. Okay. Yeah. There are like certain personalities that could, you know, you could connect to one character here or there, but mm -hmm. in general, they don't. Okay. Yeah. 
I feel like I know the answer to your next question because you answered it in the previous question, but I want to ask anyway. Oh, I, I want you okay. to expound. Okay. But would you want to be famous and why? Or, or what would you want to be famous for, rather? Hmm. Um... Would I want to be famous? Uh, yes and no. Okay. So I don't know what I would want to be famous for. Uh-huh. Um, Cause not like I'm an actor or, but I would, yeah, I would like to do something and be recognized for it. You know, I'm gonna be, I would, yeah, I would say I would like to be famous one, or well-known one day or something, whatever the case may be but well, one is famous or different but with fame yeah well, you know, well with fame is like it just takes it to a whole nother level and i think um yeah i would like to be famous okay but i don't know what for what do you think you'd be famous for uh I don't know. Huh. For me, it's weird, right? Because a part of me, I hate fame. I never want to be famous, right? Okay. I just don't. Because to me, fame is like the negative thing. It's like you lose so. like anonymity. You lose privacy. Um, two things that I respect a lot. Or no, I think you can maintain your privacy without what? being. You can maintain your privacy. Can you? I think so. Like you can let people in without letting them all the way in. So you can, you know, have one wing of your house that you film in and you don't let people into like the place where you live in, you know? Well, I'm pretty sure like at Kim and Kanye have a whole compound in their, um, their estate. And I'm pretty sure they only filmed the show like in one room or like a set of rooms. They like let Vogue the do 73 questions in their house. Did they, it was like, was that the fake part of the house or the real house? Like, you know, they have I like remember, six houses on that property. True. And I remember yeah. back in the day, when, remember they used to have um, MTV Cribs? Mm-hmm. And they went to Mariah Carey's house. And I totally respect She had the whole 30 yeah. minute special. Yeah. She did not let them see her bedroom. I respect that. And I respected the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. Like not everything's for everybody. There has to be something for me. But I like, just yeah. not like not being able to go to a grocery store. I mean, like today you can go to a grocery well, store if you have your mask on and your sunglasses, you can fuck you up. <laughs> right. But it's just like you know, hopefully these days will end. But I would miss that. But I think I would want to be. I don't think I would ever want to set out with the goal of being famous because I think that that's misguided. No, you have to have goals though, and I think when people the set goal out to be famous. But if you're a rapper, if you're a singer, if you're um, anything, you know, your goal is to reach a level of fame and success. Because that's a very public forward facing career choice, mm-hmm. right? So the mm-hmm. fame just comes with it. But I feel like you can't set out with the goal to be famous. It's like you have to set out with the goal that like, I want to be the best female rapper. Or I'm going to be the best this of all time. And with that, the fame will come like for me, like, no. Because I think that one of the best female rappers is probably sitting on the park bench. <laughs> you know, the best singer is probably working down at Applebee's, 
you know, it's just you have to be in the right space at the right time. Okay. When I, when I said best, I meant like commercially best, but I feel oh, okay. what you're saying too. Mm-hmm. But for me, like if I were to become famous or anything, I think it would be like, you know, I have to get the gab and I have a mouth. I would, I would either be like famous. <laughs> Ooh, don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. What that mouth do? What that mouth do? <laughs> but I feel like I would either be famous for something more traditional, with like studying, like you know, being a lawyer in some big Supreme Court law case. Okay. I don't even see that for myself. Um, I feel like I would more likely become famous for like being like a CNN, you know, pundit or contributor, you know, a la Angela Rye or something. And just, you know. Although. Being extra black and extra gay on the CNN. Well, okay. I was going to say Don Lemon does that, but he's not that black. And he's not that. He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing, like, with the whole, um, everything that's going on now, and, like, Sanjay Gupta is on CNN all the damn time. Right. It's like, girl, like, what else do you do? Because you know he was, a, he, um, Obama nominated him to be Surgeon General. Surgeon General. And he turned it down because right. he was like, he can make so much more money mm-hmm. if he stayed on CNN. You wanted him point. Mm-hmm. You see the Surgeon General now? I can't take him seriously. He's kind of cute, but he got such a lift. That lift? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerome from Indiana. Oh, he's Gerard. No, it's Jerome, I think. It's Jerome, okay. And he's from Indiana. He's one of Mike Pence boys, so. Oh. Yeah. Can't even trust but, him. No. Nah. Like your, 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 your grandpappy and granddaddy. And abuela. Um, Do it for your abuela, girl, I guess. All right, what's your next question is? Oh, um, so this is my last question. What movie taught you your most important life lesson? Damn, movie? Mm Mm-hmm, not a porno. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Movie, oh my God, I'm not really good with movie man. I'm trying to think of what movie. You want just the first movie that comes to mind? No, like your actual. Because I have like so many of my favorite movies. Like Moonlight, one of my favorite movies of all time. But Moonlight came out a few years ago. You learned all your life lessons from that? Well, no, I mean, and I couldn't even really honestly relate to Moonlight because I didn't grow up with like a crackhead mama and stuff in Miami. Right. But um, I'm trying, that's why I'm trying to find, like, taught me my most important life lessons. Mm-hmm. Damn. I want to say enough by Jennifer Lopez. I've <laughs> 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 also never been like a battered housewife. I was about to say. <laughs> Oh, this is a hard, hard, hard one. Um, I could say Philadelphia. Okay. But again, I've never been like a. a I don't know. This is hard because I don't. I honestly don't really see myself in many movies. Um, to me, when I watch a movie, it's just totally like I don't connect with it as much. Hmm. Oh, this is hard, Maurice. I don't know. I don't have a really good answer for you, to be honest. 
you want to think about it and come back? I can try, but <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think of like movies that I've watched. So, okay, so there is one movie that hasn't really impacted my life, but it impacted my future and the way I think about my life. Okay. But I can't even really tell you the name of it because it wasn't a famous movie. I think it was like Street DVD. And it starred some white guy and it had Catherine Zeta-Jones in it. Like she was the main actress. What's it about? And it was about this guy and he was traveling and she was like this chef at a restaurant. It was very like no reservations this, but it wasn't. And for this movie to have, it did have a big impact on me, but I need to find the title and I will look up the title after this. But basically he wanted to be with this woman who was older. She didn't want to be with him. And, you know, she had been like a divorcee. She had had children. And he was younger. He was a younger guy. She was all some cougar shit. And they had a beautiful relationship, a great connection. He wanted kids and she didn't. So then they ended up breaking up. And then like 10 years later in the movie, she sees him and he has his kids. And she's like, oh, so you like, where's your wife? Where's your girlfriend? He's like, no, I'm a single dad. I decided to adopt and have children on my own. And I know it sounds crazy, but I watched that movie. And for me as a gay man, I've always wanted children. And I felt like, well, when am I going to meet a husband? And when I want to meet someone to have children and do that with? But what that movie kind of did for me, and I really wish I knew the name, because I feel like I'm not even doing it justice. But what that movie did for me at that time was let me know that it was okay for me to be a single dad, to go out and to make what I wanted happen and not hinge that or connect that to having a partner. Because that's temporary, people can come and go. Um, but if that's something that you want to do and that's something that you feel really called to do and you have that love and that space to give, that you should do it. And I remember after watching that movie, I was like, you know what? I can be a single dad on my own if I want to. Why? I don't need to wait for a partner. I don't have to do it that way. Um, so I remember that was a movie that did have a big impact on me. I wish I could remember that. I'm going to go on her IMBD. It was like some, it was like a low level movie. I don't even know where I watched that. What's your answer? Um, so I get a lot of flack for saying that my favorite movie is Gone with the Wind. Um, because, you know, all the slave sure. stuff and uh -huh. <laughs> the, you know, Civil War and like all of that. But um, at the heart of the story is basically, um, it's about, uh, survival mm -hmm. and you know really empowering yourself to you know be the the master of your own fate basically which is kind of I guess what you're saying your movie is about too um, but it's just yeah, like taking matters into your own hands and not really being defeated by the circumstances that life throws at you and it's really about you know just perseverance and you know really having you know, that internal drive to make things happen. So it's like, no matter what happens, after all, tomorrow will be another day. Right. So. Mm -hmm. And I did look up the name of my movie. <laughs> it was never nominated for an Oscar. I don't even think it won an award. Won't be nothing. It has like a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm. But it's called The Rebound. It came out in 2009. I think I probably watched it in like 2011 or something. 
like on Netflix. I remember watching it on my couch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I don't think it was Netflix. Honestly, I think it was Redbox. Oh, <laughs> wow. Redbox? Yeah. <laughs> Return it to the grocery store. Yep. 7-Eleven. Yeah, it was actually mm-hmm. on Redbox. Um, so wow. again, you know, just a silly movie, but it was profound for me. Okay. So what, so the lesson you learned from that was? Like you don't connect your deepest desires and dreams to someone else. Like okay. if, if you want to do that, you do that for you. And you don't like say, well, I have to be with someone to make that happen. Okay. Because for me, I really thought that I would never be a, a, a dad until I found a partner to do that with. And it kind of suggested to me that it was okay for me to do that. Which is also really interesting to me because I grew up with a single mom, you know? But I still was working within that framework of you need a partner to do it with. Okay. So for me, it was important. And I'm just, I'm in that movie stuck with me after that. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. My final question mm-hmm. is when is the last time you cried in front of someone? And when's the last time you cried alone? And if you feel comfortable sharing, I'm not saying you should or have to, but if you feel comfortable sharing like what you cried about, that'd be fine too, but you don't have to. Honestly, I don't remember, because I don't cry. I'm not a crier. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, that's a good question. I don't... I can't remember because I just don't, I'm not a crier. Was it more than five years? Yes, it was definitely more than five years. That you cried in front of someone or cried period? Uh, both. You leave like a good cry in the shower sometimes, like a good cry in the closet. No, I don't do that. You never cried at like in the bathroom stall at work? Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> I cry at least once a week. So <laughs> Yeah. Um This is shocking. To me. Uh I, I cried at my dad's funeral, but that was like a long time ago. That was like fifteen years sixteen years ago. Um Do you just not like crying or you just don't? I just don't. I just don't cry. Like and it's not about like not having the emotion because I have the emotions like but I just don't I don't know I just, I just don't cry that's fine I mean that's that's, that's a valid answer yeah. I get that like sometimes like, I, I mean I, as someone who cries a lot mm-hmm. I mean I cried last week um <laughs> someone who cries a lot sometimes I feel like I want to cry but like there hasn't been an incident that caused me that has caused me to cry not like I'll seek something out, but sometimes I feel like I need a good cry. Like about two weeks ago with this whole situation, it was getting to me and I just needed to cry. And after I cried, I fell asleep. But then when I woke up, <laughs> I cried, I literally cried myself to sleep. Uh-huh. When I woke up, I felt better. Like sometimes when I cry, when I'm done crying, I feel like, okay, I washed everything away, I'm cleansed. But to me, crying, doesn't change anything. It doesn't. And it doesn't. I don't think the crying, the purpose of crying is to change anything. 
But like you said, oh, I cried. Now I feel so much better. Nah, bitch, the same stuff still happens. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're still going to be, you know, in the situation. It's not going to get, there's no reason, there's no product that directly relates to crying. Well, I think that there's not supposed to be a productivity in it. I think that sometimes (laughs) we keep things bottled up. We keep things inside. Mm -hmm. We don't really let it out um, physically. There's no physical manifestation of our anxiety, of our depression, of our fear, of our anger. (coughs) Excuse me, my Verona. But sometimes crying lets that out. And you don't, it doesn't change the situation, but it feels better about how you're internalizing the effects from the situation. That's all. Because you house those emotions within your physical body. And what crying does is let that out. For me. For you. Okay. I mean, everyone's different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm sure you've seen me cry countless times. <laughs> Numerous times. <laughs> Numerous times. But yeah, I mean, it's just bitch. like, huh? Like, you think I'm a weak bitch. No, not even that. It's, it's just, for, for me, I always think, okay, what, you know, what is it going to solve? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not going to solve anything. It not, it's not going to make anything go away. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to do anything for me. Right. But the thing so, I will say about knowing you is that you're a really emotionally intelligent person. So mm-hmm. I don't think that, like, you don't process or handle your emotions. Right. That's I what think I'm... that you handle them differently. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't require the need of crying for you. Right. Yeah. But I need, I need to physically do something with my emotions. Like sometimes if I feel angry and I go work out at that gym, I feel much better afterwards. Okay. Like you know, once I went to a kickboxing class and I was just kicking someone's face that I imagined and punching it and I felt wow. better. Mm-hmm. Don't they have classes where like you can like go like break things and hit things? Yeah, so they used to have, um, <laughs> they, uh, Kendall and I believe Courtney went to it on, um keeping up with the kardashians but it's a room and it's like full of stuff they give you like crowbars hammers um bats and you can just go in and just fuck the room all the way up and people and, feel better afterwards but you have to pay like a hundred dollars for that i'm gonna feel worse <laughs> you know what i could do with that hundred dollars fuck that right right i feel you i think it's but i think it is important sometimes because to take the emotion and do something with it physically. You're just crying back in me. But I thought okay. it'd be an interesting question to ask you because as your friend, someone who knows you, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen you. I, saw, I think I saw you cry one time. And it wasn't even like a full cry. You was like the back. It was like, you got teary eye and the tear was like. Like right there and then it went back. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this one commercial though, and I forget what it's for. Uh-huh. I haven't seen it in a long time. But like that commercial is like, and I'm like almost right there. And it's just a stupid commercial. I can't right. remember what it's for. Mm-hmm. But it's like that'll that commercial gets me. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, this is fun. I think it was a good way for our listeners to get to know us a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was random. We mixed it up. And your questions were not that horrible this time. They weren't? Okay, good. Because <laughs> you usually ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I, my questions usually like make no sense. <laughs> and you have to like string them together and you need yeah. a 10 minute explanation. But I did better yeah. this time, I'm proud. You did, I'm proud of you, thank you. 
Thank you. All right, guys. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for another week of Categories. Be sure to like and subscribe on our YouTube video. Give Welcome. us a thumbs up if you like what you see. All right. We'll see, we'll you, next see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Category Is. Be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can contact us at categoryispod at gmail.com. Check us out on the web at categoryispod.com. <laughs>